The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. Tempted to think there's no hope for overcoming some of the challenges of modern life? Ask an elf. Or a hobbit. Tune in Tuesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. with Milo Lomesdown at your service and... Tani Tanuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth elf. For What Would Arwen Do? on KUCI Irvine, 88.9 FM and streaming live on KUCI.org. This is KUCI in Irvine. I am Tani Tenuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. And coming up in just a moment, an elvish Middle Earth perspective on life with What Would Arwen Do? You're listening to KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. Greetings and Suilaid Elendali. You are listening to KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, Orange County's alternative radio station, and quite possibly the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. Welcome to What Would Arwen Do? Broadcasting from UC Irvine, Tuesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. I'm Tani Tenuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth elf. Welcome and my govanen to everyone listening, whether you are joining us live or online, and to my enduring and charming Hobbit co-host, Milo. I am Milo Lomesdown <laughs> at your service, and you are listening to What Would Arwen Do on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And my dear Hobbit co-host might sound a little bit uh, fuzzy today because, uh, is it okay if I say you're a little under the weather? Just a little too much partying over the holidays. (laughs) Oh, you hobbits. You hobbits like to party just as much as we elves do, I think. Well, pretty close anyway. You can contact us with comments or questions or suggestions at askanelf at yahoo.com. That's A-S-K-A-N-E-L-F at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear from you. And you can find podcasts and information about this program and all the wonderful public affairs programs of KUCI at www.kucitalk.org. You can also find podcasts for free download on the iTunes store of the Apple iTunes folks. Simply search for Arwen, A-R-W-E-N, and we will be one of the podcasts that you hit. Thank you, uh, Milo. It's, I always love having a hobbit about because he takes care of communicating the practical things of life where we elves tend to get kind of sidetracked with talking about moonlight and starlight. And, <laughs> and beauty and, and music. And beauty and music and things like that. So um, if you are tuning in for the very first time, you may be wondering what this show is all about. What would Arwen do? Well, if a Middle-earth elf lived today in Southern California... In Irvine, to be more precise, what might her life look like? How would she, as a modern elf, celebrate and support the arts, music, her community, and the preservation of Earth, its beauty, resources, and creatures, things elves care deeply about? Some people like to ask, what would Jesus do? And that is a very good question. But on this program, when challenges in life arise, or as the wizard Gandalf said to Frodo, 
questions, questions that need answering. We like to ask, what would Arwen do? Who was Arwen, you may be wondering, in J.R.R. Tolkien's mythology of Middle-earth, Arwen was an elf princess, the daughter of Elrond, a prince among elves and lord of Rivendell, a magical place of healing, lore, and wisdom, perhaps not unlike the community here at UC Irvine. Arwen, Ar <laughs> I'm tripping over my words today, Milo. Um, That's okay. <laughs> princess Arwen embodied the archetype of a true princess of the light, a beloved daughter of the universe, like all the women of this fair celestial home called Earth, or an elvish Arda. We believe that Arwen understood the principle of noblesse oblige. With great privilege comes responsibility. In her we see courage, wisdom, beauty, a sense of humor and gaiety and service to others. And that's what we are all about here at KUCI because we are a public radio station supported by our community and our listeners. And we're all a bunch of crazy volunteers here, over 100 of us. And uh, Milo, I believe that KUCI has another DJ training coming up in uh, just a couple of weeks. Isn't that right? I believe so, yes. Uh, for complete information, it's easy enough. You go to KUCI.org. In the upper right-hand corner, you can always listen live over the Internet in both real audio and MP3 formats. And there's upcoming performances, Anteater Sports, and the KUCI Winter Training Class starts on Wednesday, January 18th. Simply look in the upper right-hand corner of that webpage, KUCI.org, for the details starting at 7.30 p.m. in one of the classrooms next to KUCI's location on the campus. And uh, this training is open to uh, all students, faculty and staff of UC Irvine. And um, so, yeah, maybe you, you're listening, or maybe you know of someone who might be up for an adventure in radio. If you do, let them know about the upcoming training. And there's all kinds of adventures. We have, <laughs> uh, we have public affairs programming, as it's called, talk shows, which is what, what, what Arwen do is. Mm -hmm. But we also have many, many, many music um, programs offered and many music slots, as we call them, many time periods when music is played. And each quarter there is like a little miniature almost sort of like a little competition to see who can get what time slots. <laughs> yes. Well, um, Milo, my dear Hobbit, you are calling in uh, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, which we elves do appreciate, uh, from uh, the, the far coastlands of um, a ways up the coast. And, but I do have in studio with me today, and I'm sorry that you will not get to meet him, but a young aspiring DJ, Preston Snow, Preston, can you say hello to Hi, how's it going? Hi, Preston. I'm sorry that we can't meet in person this time, but maybe next time. Yeah, maybe. Well, and uh, just before we kind of jump into our show, uh, Preston, you are interested in becoming a DJ? Do you, do you have like a show or something that you do already? Uh, no, I've um, what they call a SoundCloud, where like I make music off my computer and with like a DJ mixer, and I post it up there. Uh, and you can find it just at Preston Snow, and um, on Facebook, I'm under Preston Snow, where you can find like my music as well. Cool. So uh, here at KUCI, I would say, well, you should take the training, but um, it's going to be a little ways off. But here you are in the studio. Have you ever been in a college studio before? No, I haven't. First Pretty time. cool, huh? Yeah, it's awesome. First time I came in here, I was like, oh, my gosh, because their listeners can't hear it, but there's literally floor-to-ceiling music on every wall, right? Yeah, it's awesome. There's vinyl, there's CDs, and um, the first time I came in here, I'm like, oh, my gosh, just the, just the idea of being in the presence of so much music, of so much talent, uh, was pretty amazing. So, welcome to the show. Thank and, you. Uh, Thanks for being here. It's going to be fun. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So, uh, dear Hobbit, let's have a little bit of, uh, in case you are just tuning in and you heard that music at the beginning of the show, that was the Academy Award-winning music of Howard Shore and uh, music from the Fellowship of the Ring, the original soundtrack recording. 
And we're going to play a little Hobbit music because here at KUCI and here on this show, we, of course, are very excited about the upcoming Hobbit movie, movies, which are coming out when, Dear Hobbit? The first one premieres December 14th this year. This less year? Less than 12 months away, less, Elf Princess. Less it, than 12 months away for the first of two wonderful movies. Absolutely. Promise to be wonderful. The second one premieres next year, 2013, on December the 13th. But the first one premieres this year on December 14th. Oh, the next one, the next year is going to be on December, Friday the 13th in, two, in 2013. That's going to be kind of interesting. Very, very interesting. <laughs> so let's have a little bit of Hobbit music here. And I'm hoping, dear Hobbit, that even though you've been away, you're away from us, um, and I haven't seen you for two weeks, I will take this as an opportunity to announce that this coming quarter and our new programming starts here at KUCI next Monday night at, or actually Sunday night at midnight. And so some of the shows that you may love and be looking for might be shifted around a little bit. Um, every quarter our schedules change a little bit. So I know TNN, who does the wonderful Funk Your Face show that's on just before us, is going to be moving to a little earlier time slot in the day. So if you're looking for TNN, uh, please uh, find her at 1 to 3 instead of 2 to 4. I'm not sure who will be preceding us uh, next uh, quarter, uh, dear Milo, but uh, I I think we're still in the same time slot. I haven't had a chance to see the new schedule, but we will be going to weekly, right? Well, we will have to see it. Uh, and for anyone that wants to look at the new schedule starting next Monday, yes. you can go to KUCI.org and click on Schedule at the top. And a, a very special shout-out to Heather, uh, who is our program director and works and on the music schedule, and also to Marie Stone, who works on our public affairs uh, schedule. They are, work tirelessly and endlessly, especially around the first part or end of each quarter and the first part of every new quarter when we with the new programming. So thanks very much to them, again, for giving so freely and generously of their time. So, dear Hobbit, we have some Hobbit... I, well, of course, we have lots of Hobbit... Uh, movie news, I think, but I wish you were here in the uh, studio so that we could jump up and down together, uh, I believe, about the Hobbit trailer. Preston, have you seen the new uh, The Hobbit movie trailer, or have you even, are you a Lord of the Rings fan at all? Um, I've seen all of them, but I don't really follow it. Okay. Much. Okay, but you're, you're kind of but familiar yeah. with the story and what's going on, yeah. and, and uh, do you think it's going to be a cool thing that they're going to make the Hobbit into movies, which is kind of the preceding story to Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I didn't know about it, but that sounds like it'd be cool. Yeah, well, we think it's going to be pretty cool too. And last week, they actually released the first teaser trailer. Um, oh my gosh! Actually, Anyone it wasn't last week; it was two it weeks. And go to trailers.apple.com. Oh, well, I was trying to get it through YouTube uh, because we actually want to play it for our guests here. So, um, uh, I'm not sure which. I'm going to try doing it through YouTube, okay? <laughs> Meanwhile, should I go ahead and cover some little movie tidbits? Uh, yes. Why don't you do that while I'm trying to play with the technology here? Technology <clears throat> that would be great. So much fun. Technology so, is so much fun. In, in, in the last couple of weeks... Uh, you know, even though that there's a holiday break, of course, in filming, there was a lot happening, especially on the Internet. My favorite source for information is the OneRing.net, and it points me to most of the new news that I need, but I also do Google searches. Well, Christopher Lee posted his annual Christmas message on YouTube, and the OneRing.net has a link to that. And he talks about many things, many projects he's working on. He has... Uh, he has character roles, feature roles in many movies. But at about six minutes into this wonderful Christmas message, he talks about The Hobbit. His filming was accomplished in four days. And he points out two things. He says he can't really talk anything about the movie because he's under contract to say nothing. And he points out that Sarah Mann originally started out as a good wizard. So that's a tantalizing y yes. hint. <laughs> yes. Oh, so I'm wondering if that's going to be in part of the story. So there's a video that's yeah, worth watching. Another yeah. video worth watching, very worth watching, even though it may give away a couple of things you don't want to see, is production video blog entry number five by Peter Jackson. You can go to facebook.com slash NZ, and right there you see the 12 minutes of video. You just click on there and you're immediately taken to uh, actually high-definition uh, video 12 minutes where he talks about, and many of the people talk about, 
the pragmatics of trying to do location shooting. Their first 110 days were all do- done on studio, and but recently they've started their many-week process of doing location shooting. Oh. So they have 500 people on location. They use 200 vehicles to transport them to all these various <laughs> locations. And they're doing all locations in one massive adventure with Peter Jackson handling the principal photography and Andy Circus, our golem, doing the second unit. As we've known, he was announced as second unit director. Yes. And it's amazing to see the principal location with all of the vehicles and other stuff paraphernalia laid out. They say it takes the size of two soccer fields, which, as you know, is 20 yards wider than a U.S. football field. It's a lot of room. So they're they they're actually getting by car to some of these and truck but, and van yes but but these are some pretty remote places in New Zealand are they not that is absolutely true and in fact there are some boat action that we see and we also see an airplane action <laughs> wow but Elijah Wood said about the Hobbiton set which they went to last time Hobbiton was all fake polystyrene this time they built it for real. We also see shots of John Key, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, talking with Peter Jackson in front of Bilbo's Hobbit Hole. <laughs> wow, wow. And it all ends with a rousing cheer of Merry Christmas. So that's very, very, very worth watching. And, where, and what is the website for that again? Uh, again, facebook.com slash Peter Jackson NZ, because he's from New Zealand. He decided to add NZ at the end. Right. Probably Peter Jackson may have already been taken on Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> so if you go to Peter Jackson NZ on yeah. Facebook, you'll immediately see as it's near the top of the um, the blog entries that he has made. Right, it's, and the, and it's a little and it's a video about how long did you say? About twelve minutes. Oh, cool. Well, I'm very excited to see that, and um, we're going to be having we're going to do something special. But I wanted to mention we because today is a very special day, is it not? January third. Tremendous January 3rd. I don't believe that we've ever had a program on January 3rd before. Right, which is the anniversary of? The 1892 birthday of John Royal Ronald Tolkien in Bloemfontein, South Africa. I'm so glad you said that because I wasn't sure how to pronounce that place in South Africa. (laughs) Yes. And it was today, 120 years ago. 120 years ago. This is not his 80th birthday or 90th birthday. It's his 12th birthday. Yes. <laughs> well, we are going to have a special, we're going to play a little special happy birthday to J.R. Tolkien and Elvish in just a little bit. And we're going to be hearing a little bit from the professor himself uh, with a little reading in honor of him a little bit later in the program. But I wanted to, uh, Dear Hobbit, because... Uh, the last time we were together, it was the day that the um, trailer was coming out, but it was going to be coming out in a few hours after we met, uh, and Roe was here with us. And But now the trailer has been released, and it's amazing. As I'm looking, uh, I'm not sure how many hits they've had over on I, uh, at, uh, at the Apple site, but here on YouTube, this one particular uh, clip of it has had um, th- over 3 million views. Oh, my God. Almost 4 million. It's 3,739,691 so far, and we'll make that 692. But, uh, yes, just in the last couple of weeks. So it's had, it's had quite a bit of viewing activity. That's amazing. You know, Ladbrokes, the famous uh, betting house in England, is offering odds. Odds of 1 to 2 are being offered that the first of the two Hobbit films will surpass the worldwide box office of Return of the King. Really? That's interesting odds, one in two. Wow. It would be interesting to know how, I mean, just as far as, I wish there was some way to track, you know, like in the Guinness Book of Records or something, because nowadays things go up on YouTube so quickly, and it's amazing because when Ro and I were looking at it, I think it, I think by the second day or something, it was close to a million hits or something like that. Um, just to, if there would be a record on, you know, the fur, you know, how fast a, um, a, a YouTube video could go viral, you know, could get, I mean, would it put down, put the server down if that many people watched it that fast? I guess YouTube has that all taken care of though, right? In the old days, YouTube or any site could crash, but these days YouTube is so highly successful, has so many large machines that it's unlikely that any one thing could crash them. 
Well, it's got to be some kind of record, I would think, that it's got I would almost so. 4 million views within I mean, two weeks. That's just amazing. And so, by the way, we should mention there's two ways to see the trailer. Right. One is to go to YouTube or the Apple site. The other way is in the theaters. But be aware of the fact that not every theater showing Tintin has this in front of it. I went to my local movie theater and was chagrined to find that it was not in front of Tintin. I went in oh. specifically. I bought a ticket just to see the trailer. <laughs> And it wasn't there. And later I did research on the Internet, and there was this apology from Warner Brothers saying, um, quote, uh, everyone that is looking for the trailer, please check with your local theater first to make sure it's playing on that screen. So Warner Brothers issued a press release about this because so many people were irritated. Apparently 90% of the theaters playing Tin Tin do have the trailer in front, but 10% don't. And the Huntington Beach Century Theaters are ones that do not. Well, I didn't get to see it in the theater, but I got to see it in the next best, or maybe even the first best uh, um, thing to that, which was when I went to spend Christmas with Roe and Jim down in Escondido. They have some kind of Apple connection on their big screen, giant big screen TV in their living room, so I got to see the Hobbit trailer on the giant big screen in their living room. So that was really, really awesome. Excellent. So we're going to play it right now for our listening audience. It's just, it is really a teaser. It's only two minutes and 30 seconds long. Uh, So here for our listening audience, in case you haven't had a chance to hear it yet, you will get to hear something. And we'll have to talk a little bit about one of the, my favorite surprises that's in there. But let's, let's just go ahead and play the, um, let's go ahead and play the trailer. Hopefully this will work. This is KUCI in Irvine. My dear Frodo, you asked me once if I had told you everything there was to know about my adventures. While I can honestly say I have told you the truth, I may not, I may not have told you all of it. Bilbo Baggins, I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure. I can't just go running off into the blue. I am a Baggins Wait. of Baggins. Allow me to introduce Phoebe, Kiwi, Boyan, Darlin, Barlin, Biffa, Bofa, Bumper, Dory, 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 and the leader of our company, Soren Oakenshield. Far over the misty mountains cold, to dungeons deep. And caverns old The pines were roaring On the height The winds were moaning In the night The fire was red It flaming spread Like torches blazed with light. I cannot guarantee his safety. Understood. Nor will I be responsible for his fate. You'll have a tale or two to tell when you come back. Can you promise that I will come back? No. And if you do, you will not be the same. My name is Bilbo Baggins. Baggins. What is that? Baggins is precious. Amazing. And, uh, dear Hobbit, I think the thing that amazes me the most, and and I'm so excited about is that we see already a glimpse of the incredible work that Howard Shore is doing with the music already. Oh, my gosh. When I heard (laughs) that male chorus break into the Misty Mountains Cold song, I mean, you know, it starts with Richard Armitage as Thorin Oakenshield, but then all all the dwarves join in. And that choral work is so brilliant. I mean... I've just listened to it half a dozen times in the last two weeks, and it's just, it's a great song. And that's just one fragment of music, Elf Princess. 
Yes, absolutely. And you know what? There's it's interesting because there's kind of some things uh, going on on the internet. Of course, you know. Um, it it was first up on um, YouTube and and now there's actually a little clip where you can just get that um, the song that they're singing over the Misty Mountains. Excellent. Um, but there's also something, and I'm hoping uh, I contacted him through Facebook, but I'm hoping I haven't heard back yet. But there's uh, someone who's actually made music from the trailer, and he has made a he's he's recorded something on violin that is absolutely beautiful. And um, have you heard of this from the the surfing violinist? No, I have not heard that. Okay, well, you're going to be in for a treat. And he has a little comment that he says at the end, which I think is quite observant about about uh, where the what's going on already with the um with you know the post production and with the music so and he also has uh, i guess made available um the 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 music so if you go to his blog or something so let's i'm going to give you a little treat dear hobbit and i'm going to play this uh youtube video it's the hobbit trailer song misty mountains cold on violin by the surfing violinist is the surfing violinist was that amazing or what well just amazing as as you were playing it i did a quick search here on youtube with my fangled my newfangled device here on my, mm-hmm. my little hobbit hole and it's it's amazing he does some interesting video things as well well and he played he recorded all the different parts himself and then put them all together but isn't that beautiful just just beautiful beautiful <laughs> music just beautiful music my gosh well and of course as J.R.R. Tolkien said one of my favorite favorite quotes of his from uh, well from a letter but from the letter that he wrote in 1951 and I'm going to read it again one of my favorite quotes were that he had written to um, uh, Waldman the uh, uh, Milton Waldman the publisher he said do not laugh but once upon a time my crest has long since fallen I had a mind to make a body of more or less connected legend ranging from the large and cosmogonic to the level of fairy rom- of romantic fairy story he goes on to say I would draw some of the great tales in fullness and leave many only placed in a scheme and sketched the cycles should be linked to a majestic whole and yet leave scope for other minds and hands wielding paint and music and drama absurd. And so, and here we are, seeing The Hobbit coming to the big screen in less than a year, dear Hobbit. Oh my gosh, and we've got so much stuff leading up to it. There's going to be the Maverick Theater in Fullerton with uh, a reprise of their Hobbit stage production, Mm -hmm. uh, which Nathan McCarrick did so well. And just wonderful, wonderful stuff. Well, if you are just tuning in, this is KUCI in Irvine. I am Tani Chinuvio here with my Hobbit co-host Milo Lomsdown and Preston Snow. It's a guest in in studio with us today. Um, so, Preston, what did you think of the trailer? Uh, it looks awesome. I think I might want to go see it now. Cool. <laughs> That's the purpose of teaser trailers is to build interest. But, you know, there's so much we didn't see, right? We didn't see the King's Halls of Trees or Legolas. We didn't see Sauron. We didn't see Smaug. Right. I mean, there's so much. But we did see Galadriel. And we did see, and we saw Gandalf and him fighting with someone who, someone said that that might have been the Necromancer, which, uh, that would be interesting. I don't know that it could be the Necromancer because the Necromancer actually was Sauron. And I... Anyway, I don't. It would be more like it would look more like him fighting with a Balrog or something. Um, but anyway, there's lots of interesting things. Scenes from Rivendell. You get to see each and every one of the dwarves. I mean, and I I have to tell you, when at first I was very excited just because I loved Lord of the Rings and I was excited that the Hobbit movie was going to come to the was going to come to the screen. But I was kind of thinking, you know, how is this going to be with dwarves? Dwarves are not very, you know, charming to me. But, oh my gosh, I am absolutely just enamored already of all of them. And, of course, they're an Oakenshield. What girl is not going to be, um, uh, you know, that's that's going to be really cool. <laughs> and he sings. So yeah. the music is absolutely beautiful. So but we have... The guy that- 
created all this whole whole thing you read earlier from the professor, uh, one of his letters. But but we should mention the fact. By the way, this is January third, his birthday. Guess yes. what's happening today? Worldwide at nine p.m. local time, there's a toast, and you can go to tokensociety dot org to see how that works. But more importantly, just came to my attention today is January third, twenty twelve, and at seven p.m. in Hollywood, in Hollywood, California. 6530 West Sunset Boulevard at the Cat and the Fiddle Bar, mm-hmm. there is going to be a Tolkien Toast gathering in Hollywood today at 7 p.m. Oh 7 p.m. Pacific time at the Cat and the Fiddle in Hollywood at 6530 West Sunset Boulevard. So if you're listening on the Internet up there in Hollywood, you may want to think about going there. Yes, and we should say hello to all of our friends that do listen, both online, on the air, and online, and on podcasts. Thank you so much, and especially to my beloved friends on my favorite message board, the OneRing.com, or as it's affectionately known, Torque, uh, a good place for people who are passionate about the things of Middle Earth to get together and uh, write role-play stories and share poetry and just talk to each other and talk about the movies and the books and the languages uh, and uh, and I know that several of them listen from all over the globe, so we're very excited and thankful for the gift of technology. The gift of technology, but <laughs> even more the gift of friends. <clears throat> well, thank you so much for that information about the um, J.R. Tolkien's birthday. I did want to play just in honor of his birthday today, and my gosh, look how fast the time goes. And uh, are you are you doing okay there, dear Hobbit? Because I know you're not you're a little under the weather. Are you okay to stay with us just a little bit? I am. Okay. Um, I'm going to play, and I think that uh, J.R. Tolkien would probably get a big kick out of this or enjoy it. Um, this is Happy Birthday in Elvish by Odon Tambaro, and he is singing this. It's in Quenya, actually, and the words are Meria Nostare Elian, which is Festive Birthday to You. And uh, so this is a happy birthday song just for J.R.R. Tolkien in Elvish. Eria nostareyen, Meria nostareyen, Meria nostaremelde, Meria In oh, that's wonderful. In Elvish. <clears throat> and uh, so I think, I think, think J.R. Tolkien would have enjoyed that. So we'll just raise a virtual <clears throat> toast to him and say happy birthday to the uh, creator or discoverer of Middle Earth. And um, so today, dear Hobbit, I thought in honor of uh, J.R. Tolkien, we would actually hear a little bit from the professor himself. And so I've pulled a few clips from um, him, a short clip from him reading from The Hobbit. Excellent. And, and I think it's kind of interesting because this actually is his, uh, his meeting with Gollum in uh, the cave. And so, uh, and I think it's interesting because at the very end of the trailer, we actually see and hear that first little meeting where uh, ba- Bilbo introduces himself and... And Gollum says, you know, what's a Baggins is precious? <laughs> we get to see just about two seconds of that cave, but it's gloriously beautiful. Yes. So, um, are you going to stay with us? Or, or, um... Yes, because we have to talk about next week. I okay. looked up the schedule for next week and everything. Oh, wonderful. So, um, we're going to uh, switch over here and play a little clip from... Uh, this is actually from a CD set of uh, readings from the professor himself, and this is called um, Deep Down by the Dark Water, and it's from uh, Riddles in the Dark from The Hobbit, and let's see if we can cue this up here, and this is J.R.R. Tolkien reading himself from The Hobbit book. This is Kate. U-C-I in Irvine. Down here by the dark water lived old Gollum. I don't know where he came from, nor who or what he was. He was Gollum, 
as dark as darkness, except for two big, round, pale eyes. He had a boat, and he rode about quite quietly on the lake, for lake it was, wide and deep and deadly cold. He paddled it with large feet dangling over the side, but never a ripple did he make, not he. He was looking out of his pale, lamp-like eyes for blind fish, which he grabbed with his long fingers as quick as thinking. He liked meat, too. Goblin, he thought, good, when he could get it. But he took care they never found him out. He just throttled them from behind if ever they came down alone anywhere near the edge of the water while he was prowling about. They very seldom did, for they had a feeling that something unpleasant was lurking down there, down at the very roots of the mountain. They had come on the lake when they were tunneling down long ago, and they found they could go no further. So there they rode ended in that direction. There was no reason to go that way, unless the great goblin sent them. Sometimes he took a fancy for fish from the lake, and sometimes neither goblin nor fish came back. Actually, Gollum lived on a slimy island of rock in the middle of the lake. He was watching Bilbo now from the distance with his pale eyes like telescopes. Bilbo could not see him, but he was wondering a lot about Bilbo, for he could see that he was no goblin at all. Gollum got into his boat and shot off from the island while Bilbo was sitting on the brink, altogether flummoxed and at the end of his way in his wits. Suddenly up came Gollum and whispered and hissed, Bless us and splash us, my precious. I guess it's a choice feast. At least a tasty morsel it'll make us call And when he said call he made a horrible swallowing noise in his throat. That is how he got his name, though he always called himself my precious. The hobbit jumped nearly out of his skin when the hiss came in his ears, and he suddenly saw the pale eyes sticking out at him. Who are you? he said, thrusting his dagger in front of him. What is he, my precious? whispered Gollum, who always spoke to himself, through never having anyone else to speak to. That is what he had come to find out, for he was not really very hungry at the moment, only curious. Otherwise he would have grabbed first and whispered afterwards. I am Mr. Bilbo Baggins. I've lost the dwarves and I've lost the wizard and I don't know where I am. And I don't want to know if only I can get away. What's he got in his hands is? said Gollum, looking at the sword, which he did not quite like. A sword, a blade, which came out of Gondolin. said Gollum, and became quite polite. Perhaps she sits here and chats with it a bitsy, my precious. It likes riddles, perhaps, does it? Does it? He was anxious to appear friendly, at any rate for the moment, until he found out more about the sword and the hobbit, whether he was quite alone, really, whether he was good to eat, and whether Gollum was really hungry. Riddles were all he could think of. Asking them, sometimes guessing them, had been the only game he'd ever played with other funny creatures sitting in their holes in the long, long ago before the goblins came, and he was cut off from his friends far under the mountains. Very well, said Bilbo, who was anxious to agree, until he found out more about the creature, whether he was quite alone, whether he was fierce or hungry, and whether he was a friend of the goblins. You ask first, he said, because he had not had time to think of a riddle. So Gollum hissed, What has roots as nobody sees? He's taller than trees. A puppet goes and yet never grows. Easy, said Bilbo. Mountain, I suppose. Does it guess easy? It must have a competition with us, my precious. If precious asks, it doesn't answer. We eats it, my precious. If it asks us and we doesn't answer, then we does what it wants, eh? We shows it the way out? Yes. All right, said Bilbo, not daring to disagree and nearly bursting his brain to think of riddles that could save him from being eaten. There are thirty white horses on a red hill. First they champ, then they stamp, then they stand still. That was all he could think of to ask. The idea of eating was rather on his mind. It was rather an old one, too. Gollum knew the answer as well as you do. Chestnuts, chestnuts, he hissed. Teeth, teeth, my precious, but we is only six. Then he asked his second. Voiceless it cries, wingless flutters, toothless bites, 
mouthless matters. Half a moment, cried Bilbo, who was still thinking uncomfortably about eating. Fortunately, he had once heard something rather like this before, and getting his wits back, he thought of the answer. Wind, wind, of course, he said. And he was so pleased that he made one up on the spot. This lot puzzled the nasty little underground creature, he thought. An eye in a blue face saw an eye in a green face. That eye is like to this eye, said the first eye, but in a low place, not in a high place. Said Gollum. He had been underground a long, long time and was forgetting this sort of thing. But just as Bilbo was getting impatient, Gollum brought up memories of ages and ages and ages before when he had lived with his grandmother in a hole in a bank by a river. My precious, he said, sun on the daisies it means it does. But these ordinary above-ground everyday sort of riddles were tiring for him. Also they reminded him of days when he had been less lonely and sneaky and nasty, and that put him out of temper. What is more, they made him hungry. So this time he tried something a bit more difficult and more unpleasant. It cannot be seen, cannot be felt, cannot be heard, cannot be smelt. It lies behind stars and under hills and empty holes it fills. It comes first and follows after, ends life, kills laughter. Unfortunately for Gollum, Bilbo had heard that sort of thing before, and the answer was all round him anyway. Dark, he said, without even scratching his head or putting on his thinking cap. A box without hinges, key or lid, yet golden treasure inside his head, he asked to gain time until he could think of a really hard work. This he thought of dreadfully easy chestnut, though he had not asked it in the usual words, but he proved a nasty poser for Gollum. He hissed to himself, and still he did not answer. He whispered and spluttered. After some while, Bilbo became impatient. Well, what is it, he said. The answer's not a kettle boiling over, as you seem to think from the noise you're making. Give us a chance! Let it give us a chance, my precious. Well, said Bilbo, after giving him a long chance. What is it? But suddenly Gollum remembered thieving from nests long ago. And sitting under the river, teaching his grandmother, teaching his grandmother to suck eggs as it is, eggs as it is. Then he asked, alive without breath, as cold as death, never thirsty, ever drinking, all in mail, never clinking. He also, in his turn, thought this was a dreadfully easy one because he was always thinking of the answer. But he could not remember anything better at the moment. He was so flustered by the egg question. All the same, it was a pose of a poor Bilbo who never had anything to do with the water if he could help it. Down from the door Dear Hobbit, what My did you gosh. think about listening to J.R.R. Tolkien reading from The Hobbit? He just does it so well. He's got such a great voice, and he really gets into the meat of what the textual meaning is. It's just astounding. Yes. Now, Preston, had you ever heard anything from J.R.R. Tolkien before? No, I haven't. <laughs> Pretty cool, though, huh? Yeah, nice. Now, you've seen The Lord of the Rings, though, and remember how Gollum had this, like, really throaty, guttural voice? Well, I wonder if any of them, if Pe Peter Jackson must have listened to some of these clips, don't you think, Milo? I um, think so. Because in the movie, he sounds very similar to uh, what J.R. Tolkien sounds like. <laughs> and in fact, you know, uh, one of the things that Peter Jackson's famous for is really tremendous, deep research. Yes, 
Yes, and in fact, I was uh, going to play it today, but we're not going to have the time to do it. But at some point, I I might play um, some clips from... Um, they're actually up on YouTube, but they're in the uh, Lord of the Rings uh, extended... I believe they're on... Well, they're, they're probably on all three of them, but they're in the um, extended edition appendices, which is, you know, the stuff called additional material. But there's some wonderful interviews in there uh, with the cast and... Peter Jackson and Philippa Boyens and Fran Walsh and Christopher, um, well, a, a bunch of the staff um, and people that worked, like the people that worked in Weta Workshop, just about what it, what was involved in bringing these, um, this material to the, to the screen. They're wonderful, wonderful interviews. Yes, yes. The bonus features, as we call them, from the DVDs and the Blu-rays are just tremendous, especially from the extended edition. Yes, and my goodness, we are almost out of time, but we well, do, do have we some have a news. moment to talk about next week? We it do turns have out I found the schedule. So yes, wonderful. From 1 to 3 next week, it'll be TNN and Funk Your Face. Then wonderful. Then from 3 to 4, Amy returns. Amy with Pixelated Harmony. <gasps> oh, well, I have to say, oh my gosh, if... If anything, I was so distraught because Tian actually told me, made that announcement about her show moving to one to three, like two minutes before I was to go on the air. And it kind of rattled me because I love following Funk Your Face. It is such a wonderful, amazing show. But I'm so excited that it's going to be on on the same afternoon we're on. But if there would be any show that I would love that would be before our show, it would it would be Pixelated Harmonies, which is all about fun, uh, happy music with Absolutely. Amy. In previous quarters yes. here at KUCI, the voice of the University of California at Irvine, We've had Amy with Pixelated Harmonies preceding What Would Arwen Do Before? And so for our listeners, in case you are regular listeners to either the PA shows or the podcasts or the music, please, uh, next uh, Monday, if you don't find the show that you are looking for, take a look around the schedule because it might have got, things tend to get shifted around a little bit during uh, when we enter into a new quarter and when we welcome back new students and, and start a new quarter of programming. That's right. And uh, so don't forget, next Monday, KUCI.org and click on Schedule. So, Preston, here you've kind of set in on a public affairs show. I know your passion is more for music. Um, so what do you think? Think you might want to do a public, a public affairs show sometime? Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing this. Like, radio is pretty cool, too. I would not mind doing this at all. Yeah? So if you did a public affairs show, do you have any idea what you might want to, like a topic that you might want to do? I mean, we've we've had all kinds we've had all kinds of topics. Maybe you could do a show, a public affairs show, on being a young aspiring DJ and what does it take and how does one get started? I mean, here you're you know I'm, I'm, we can't say ages, but you're you know you're a young man, and but yet you've been resourceful enough to figure out how to have what's that. Um, What's that, the thing that you, it's called cloud um, something? Oh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. So you have been able to put together a show and a Facebook account, and you, um, do you now do you, where do you find your music? Um, well, there's songs on, like, my iTunes account that I just take off from my DJ software, and then I just start, like, mixing with that. Oh, so else. you actually custom mix your songs. Yeah. Wow, that is really cool. I don't know anything about that. I know that there are some people here. Uh, you might want to check out some of the programming here at QCI because I know that there's some people, some really talented mixers uh, that have shows. I think one's on, might be Friday night or something, because I've come down to the station before on an evening, and they're out there in the lobby, and they've got their turntables, and they've got their... Uh, their computers and yeah. you know they're just mixing That's it cool. all up it's yeah it's very cool so you're actually not only just DJing finding music that you like and sharing it you're actually creating music that you like and sharing it kind of yeah that's really awesome yeah I love it I think you must be very elvish <laughs> The, the elvish elvish ones were uh, very much um, into the arts and um, so I think you definitely got that strain of elvish blood going on there cool well uh Preston actually is going to be um, staying with us. Uh, we're coming up to the end of What Would Arwen Do? And, but uh, normally the Blue and Gold Report would be on at uh, 6 o'clock. I'm sorry, at 5 o'clock. But it's still on vacation until, I believe, next week. Um, 
So we're going to be sitting in and uh, spinning some music that we both like for the next hour. So I hope our listeners will stay with us. Milo, can you please tell people in case they want to tune into the podcast how they can find us? Yes, the podcast for What Would Arwen Do is at KUCITalk.org, or you can go to the iTunes store and search for Arwen, A-R-W-E-N, and in search results, you'll see one of them is our podcast for What Would Arwen Do, free download. Well, I would certainly invite our listeners uh, to come back next week because we're going to have a few surprises about the format of the show and some things that we're going to be doing, uh, movie news, but also some other things. So, and we'll be going to weekly. And if people want to give us, uh, want to contact us, they can send us an email at askanelf, A-S-K-A-N-E-L-F, askanelf at yahoo.com. And uh, so with that, though, dear Hobbit, we're going to have to, um, that's going to be it for this week. I'm, I'll be so happy when you are, that you will do whatever you need to do to get yourself well so that you can be back in studio next week. Okay? I'm really looking forward to it. See you then, Elf Princess. Okay. A star shines on the hour of our meeting, dear friend. Until and next week. to you, week. too. De so you are listening to KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, and streaming live on the Internet at KUCI.org. I am Tani Tanuvio, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf, and uh, a little while ago we heard uh, the Academy Award-winning music of Howard Shore from uh, the ex- complete recordings of The Fellowship of the Ring. And so we're going to play a little bit, a little bit more of that music from the Shire. In fact, this particular track is called Bag End uh, with Gandalf, Sir Ian McKellen singing uh, the song as Gandalf. This is KUCI in Irvine. I hope you'll stay with us. Coming up in just a few moments the um, an alternate show to Blue and Gold Report but we'll be mm, talking about the upcoming teacher training and DJing and just having some fun and playing some good music. So please stay with us. KUCI in Irvine. Down from the door 